Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. The following is the live call-in show from this past Sunday night, September 17th, 2023. Scotty G joins me, and we take your calls for the next hour. And we discussed, of course, the D23 announcements that were made about a week ago now at this point. And we got your thoughts on those things. And we discussed the new tavern that's going to be pirate-themed coming to Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom and our hopes for what this could and hopefully will not be. We also talked about some dining reservations for one of our great guests, Brandon, that's going to be staying out at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge and his excitement for this trip and why only having four-day tickets for a seven-day trip is something that has him super stoked for this trip. We also discuss how nice it's going to be to have the walls coming down at Epcot by the end of this year, whether we think that will or will not happen. Changes the test track as well, and IP coming out to D- uh, Dino Land at Animal Kingdom, and uh, what we hope that will look like here in the next few years. This and much more on today's show. We hope you enjoy it. As always, today's podcast is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. The agents are standing by this week to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip for no additional cost to you. And it really does help support the show every time you book a trip with the great folks over at The Magic for Less. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's over at brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. If you click through that link, It takes you right back to the Amazon page and it gives us a little commission from the great folks over there and it supports everything we do. So just click through as often as you can, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. We couldn't do it without you. We get to put out a ton of content because of your support. You can support us starting at just $5 per month. That's basically a coffee for each month and you get all this content and you support a small podcast and you also get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. So if you haven't, we'd love to have you this week. Come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world. You found the be our guest Walt Disney world trip planning podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the BOGP Open Line for Sunday night, September 17th, 2023. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy wrap to the weekend to you or happy Thursday if you're checking us out on the replay here on the feed. Hope you're having a great uh, time wherever you're tuned in around the world. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show and we're going to be taking your calls over the next hour. For everybody who's tuned in live here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch at 407-413-9395. That's 407-413-WDW5. You have an old school phone with the letters on it. We paid extra a few bucks to Skype there for that extra vanity number. So, hey, take advantage of it. We're going to use that. But we're going to be talking about the D23 theme park announcements. If you'd like to, you know, something that got you excited when you heard about it, something that was a head scratcher for you or Anything you want to talk about in the Disney universe, it's game for the next hour. And we can kind of talk about the uh, awesome time we had down at Gift Kids of the World last weekend. So joining me to do this today, we are not going to talk about football. We're going to talk about Disney. It's kind of like Bruno, I think, from that movie. Your friend and mine, Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Hey, Mike. Happy to be here. Um, 
yeah, let's uh, let's talk Disney. That's what that's what we're here for. You know, I know some people say we talk too much sports, so maybe we should scale off the sports talk today, right? Maybe that'd be a good idea. It is. It, that's the thing, though. You know, we do talk a lot of sports, and man, like I had a terrible weekend a couple weekends ago, but great one this past weekend. Ended up on the field. I mean, that's it's always a good deal when you storm the field at your at your uh, at your college, but uh, university. But man, I know I've been on the other end of it, and it's probably it, as a Mizzou fan. Like you, Michigan State, you guys pretty you're, you're like steady your programs usually. Mizzou's ninety percent down, so when you get the high, you get a really good high, <laughs> but you just know like the Mack truck's coming. It's like I just know it. Like I'm scared to even open my eyes. Like I I couldn't even sleep last night. I was so excited, and I keep just watching the sixty one yard field goal that we got yesterday. Oh, my wife's like, dude, how many? Because you can hear on my phone. Like I've seen ninety seven home videos of this that people take it from all around the stadium. I, I can't stop watching it because it's just one of those things. You don't get that very much as a Mizzou fan. We are a cursed. Um, it's like, it's like we're Jets fans. Like if, if I was a, you know, football, like, like, like it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Like blowing out an ACL fourth play of the season. That would be a Mizzou scenario. It's the first thing I said, when I saw that I was like, Oh my God, that's so Mizzou. Anyway. So we got to enjoy it while we can, because we it's just, funny. I was watching it. Oh. Um, at the, I was watching it at the mall. So we were doing a little shopping looking for some Hawaii, you know, trying to like, you know, you, you go to Hawaii, you want to get some new stuff. Right? Absolutely. Every time I go on vacation, every time I go on vacation, I want to get new stuff. So get this. So we're in Troy, Michigan, suburb of Detroit. They have this really nice mall. They have like a really nice side and then a really, really nice side. That's like super expensive, you know? So we're in there and I'm looking at these Tama Bahama shirts because they have a Tommy Bahama store. And I'm like, man, I want all these. I want this one. I want the Spartan one. They had a Spartan Tommy Bahama. Like I'm looking at these and like, Dang, like that's a lot of money if I want to buy like a, a new shirt every day of the trip or whatever. So then we go and then we go to this like this other department store and like I, I just pick up these random pair of Prada like dress shoes and then we're like $1,300 for a pair so of shoes. Yeah. So I said to Elizabeth, you know what? I could get these shoes or I can get like eight, nine Tommy Bahama shirts. Like then it like made sense to me. And I was like, sweet. I'm actually going to go back now and buy eight or nine Tommy Bahama shirts. I didn't. I, I was going to say, dude, if you did. Kick. But I might be going back because, like, that's the way it made sense to me, right? Like, you know, I could get a pair of shoes or I can get nine new shirts, you know. So I, I think I think I'm going with the Tommy Bahama shirts here. I, if I had a pair of shoes that were that expensive, I could not even wear them outside the house because I'd be scared right. I'd scuff them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I no, they would never leave the box. I'd, right? No. Yeah, they would just be like. <laughs> You would come over, you would have them like somewhere on display when people came over right, to your house. Exactly. Oh, dang, Mike's got a $1,300 pair of shoes. Oh. You got the price tag like still showing on it somewhere, too. Right? Oh, man. No. I mean, when I pay like, I've paid like maybe a hundred bucks for like a running pair of Hoka's or something one time, and it like almost cried. But I was like, you know, I'm going to get like a ton of miles and they're going to keep my feet from hurting. I'm practical. And I'm like, ah, I should have got these on sale, like last year's model or you know, some clothes. Now I do get closeouts at Runner's Warehouse. So, you know, I don't, but God, $1,300. Oh, and they probably hurt your feet. Okay. So the last day of the trip, <laughs> Michigan State plays Michigan that Saturday. We're going to like the Luau at Alani. I mean, I'm tempted to buy this Michigan State time Bahama, but knowing how the football season is going to go, like it's it's not going to be pretty. But I still got to support my team, like you know, in Oahu. In Oahu, so might have to get that shirt for that last Saturday of the trip. Just I would say 100% get it. But here's what I, <laughs> I hate to say: this was such a Mizzou fan thing, and I would ride it out till right before the trip. 
And it might be cheap. And I don't know if they go down in price. Like, say you guys no, have a terrible. Won't. Okay, won't. I didn't know because you know, like with Mizzou. I mean, dude, if you're like three and seven or something at the time, it might be cheaper. But yeah, it's Tommy Bahama, so it probably won't. Yeah, I don't but know. anyway, anyway, yeah. anyway. Yeah. let's and talk some Disney. Let's huh? do about the ban our good friend Wade from the chat with the fifth down and flea flicker comments because dude, he just knows right how to go to a Mizzou fan's heart or Colorado. Yeah, no, I like the Deion Sanders story, but man, he's everywhere. So we're not going to talk about Colorado. I just did it. I gave my ex Wade brought me in anyway. So let's talk Disney. Give us a call 407-413-9395, 407-413-9395. Just real quick, though, as we're waiting for our first call and everybody tends to call in the last 10 minutes and we get 28 calls and all at the same time. But um, of the announcements that we've had about a week, we're back, you know, home and stuff like that. Which one are you most excited for? Um, you know, we have the Pirate Bar coming to the Magic Kingdom, reimagined test track, a little change to Country Bear Jamboree, all that stuff. What, what what are you most excited for now that we kind of look back on it? Yeah, so initially when we were down at the village, I said the test track because that, that just that just needs it so bad, in my opinion. You know, like we're I'll never be Radiator Springs. I know that for a fact it won't, but like going out to Disneyland, you know, every year or so, every couple of years, like that has like ruined test track for me, basically. So I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with test track. But then I really like the lounge too. Like I, and I said this before, like I don't want magic kingdom to become like Epcot with like people drinking everywhere and all that, but like something about like a cool lounge, you know, maybe where they limit you to what you can have, keep it kind of classy in a pirate's lounge. I don't know how you can be classy necessarily in a pirate's lounge, but I really like the idea of the uh, the lounge, too. I think that's going to be really neat and a much-needed experience at Magic Kingdom. I think it'll fit in well with Adventureland because Adventureland right. is kind of, you know, it's not, it, it, it's not rowdy, but it's a rambunctious, you know, kind of atmosphere, pirate mm-hmm. lounge, you know. But you're right. I, I, I totally agree. I don't want it to be like a drink around the world world showcase on a Saturday night during food and wine kind of situation. Magic kingdom should be different. It shouldn't have that kind of feel. All right. We're heading up to big red up to Nebraska, right to the heart, man. If he, if he mentions one more thing that to rip a Mizzou fans heart out, I got my finger on the button. What's up, Wade. First of all, (laughs) Hey, congratulations on that ripping time. A couple of weeks ago, Uh, Scott and I were talking about that. That That's awesome. Uh, well, thanks guys. I know, I know we were texting before and, uh, and I think Mike, you had said, I, I said something like it's a flat course and you said, Hey, you know, go get it, get a PR. I got out the first mile and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it all I got. Now I just, I just stopped being sore like yesterday. So it took, it took a week out of me. That's worth it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. It, I, it was, I tell you what, I, I was really excited. I appreciate that because it, uh, you know, I, I've never done a 10K with eight forty three minute miles ever. So, um, yeah, I just felt it and just went for it and had a blast. So I appreciate that. You had the look going, but, too. If anyone hasn't seen your post from a couple of weeks ago on the lizards, but, I mean, it wasn't a lizard shirt, but it might as well have been. Like, that was like highlighter marker all over you from top to bottom. It was awesome. <laughs> I got a few extra looks, and I think that got me on the recap post. Too. I found those shorts. I was, I was like, hey, the shorts are on sale. I'm like, I'm going to buy them. And I'm like, I'm going to wear the, the, uh, the, the matching Under Armour shirt. It's a night race, right? Some people wear headlamps because you know, if you finish you know, a little slower, you, you, you finish in the dark. I finished at dusk 
And I thought this is perfect for a night race and threw on the lizard yellow shoes. And, and yeah, you, you couldn't miss me. I got people kind of look at me like, look at this guy. <laughs> so, but, uh, I figured if I'm going to wear that, I better, I better, you know, haul out a little bit. So we're, I did the best I could. We're proud I'll of you, man. Cause that's, we know it takes a lot. <laughs> You're training at elevation. I that's what I was telling Scott. It's, you know, it's like what, uh, the, the, the Olympic teams, cause I used to speed skate, the because we had a like a world team and they always train trained in Colorado Springs at elevation and it yep. put them at a huge advantage when they tra- when they skated at sea level. So I mean I know you've just been out there, but there's no yeah. joke to that. When yeah. you when you run at elevation and come down to sea level, you can kick butt. It does help. <laughs> no, it helps because it does. Because I did it in I did it in in July. Also, I ran three or four times at, at eight thousand two hundred feet or so, and it does. You get back down to you know a couple thousand feet or you get to Florida like you know four feet. Um, it, it definitely does help. I mean, it helps your lungs, everything. You just feel a little stronger, I guess. And, yeah. and you're right. Those guys do train Colorado Springs and, and, um, you know, a lot of long distance runners up in Boulder, um, which we're not going to talk Colorado. Yeah, what's yeah. up, man. He's got his, he's got his everywhere. <clears throat> we're, we're everywhere you turn. He's on 60 minutes here in a minute too, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll pass. I stayed up till one thirty watching that game last night, uh, cheering for the Rams, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Oh man. But anyway, I appreciate it. I know it's not, I know, I know this is a running podcast or even a run Disney podcast, what is <laughs> but thanks. This? I, I appreciate it. No. So what, so what uh, got you going about the, the announcements when you heard those or anything that uh, excited you in the chat here, Deanna's talking about the tropical Americas coming over to uh, replace Dino land over at uh, animal kingdom. I, that's cool. I, I am most excited about the, the, uh, the, the, we, do we call it a bar lounge in Adventureland as mm-hmm. you're talking about? I thought that, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Um, as our kids were growing up, I mean, our kids even used to dress as Jack Sparrow and go to the movie and, you know, run down the aisle with his hand, you know, Huey and, with his hands flailing in the air. Um, I think he was saying, we're, we're, you know, why is all the rum always gone? But as an eight-year-old, probably wasn't appropriate, but it was funny. <laughs> but but um, I think that, that spot, if it's in the uh, Tortuga Tavern, is perfect because that plays such a prominent role in pretty much all the movies, um, you know, in the town of Tortuga where, you know, it's very rambunctious and, and all that. I've, I've always thought what a great spot and so underutilized because half the time it's closed or it's overflow seating, you know, for Pecos bills. Um, what a great spot. That could be like the next Ogas, the next uh, Trader Sam's if they do it right. And, and I think they will. I'm excited about that. I think it's very cool. I agree. I mean, Scott, do you think what I'm hearing too, and what I like is when they take dead areas of a theme park, I mean, they did this with Skipper Canteen, right? How long did that sit Uh vacant? I mean, it's not really the hottest sit down restaurant at Walt Disney World, but at least it is a place you can go in, get a meal. And it is, I mean, it's, it's really themed if you go in there and enjoy, it's a place you can enjoy. And it used to just be a dead spot in Adventureland. You know, let's, let's, let's make something of it where the fans can enjoy it. Right, exactly. I mean, I have two memories of that area. Though one, Mike, is where we met for the first yeah, time. Absolutely. Was there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but then, like, this is how dead of an area it is, Mike. I remember one marathon weekend. We we were like, let's just sit down and chill here for a few minutes, and we saw the craziest like pin trading. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> there was like they had like biker jackets on yeah, the pins did. all over them, and like books upon <laughs> books of yeah, pins, like and they folios. were like. They were all over the place. They were like, whoa, like I didn't know that this is what we're signing up for. So like so instead of like people having meals there, it's more like a <laughs> like a social hour for for people, which is great for the lounge. I think that's what makes a great transition for it. 
I, I think, you know, I, I, again, I know, I know some folks are a little bit against, you know, alcohol in the magic kingdom, but I, I do think that that ships sailed. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not, you don't have outdoor kiosks like you might in Epcot, uh, which is fine. But, uh, you know, if you've got a place, it's a sit down, you know, they've shown that they can do it in Hollywood studios and with a few places in the magic kingdom. Um, I, so I think, I, I think it's great. I, I think Tomorrowland Terrace is underutilized and could be a very cool, you know, some type of a, a restaurant, not just for dessert parties and seasonal times, which I think means like 12 days a year around New Year's and, and Christmas, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's always closed, right? And Tortuga Tavern. I don't think I've ever eaten there. Maybe one time about 20 years ago. Um, and that's and that's it. So I, I love that. I, I think it's uh, I think it's overdue and it's brilliant. I it's, really do. It's one of those things, wouldn't you think, you know, now that you say that and we have this conversation to open up, you would think that Disney would be looking at a reason to find those those places that just sit vacant uh-huh. because it it seems like you put in three months worth of hard work and it's going to turn possibly into 20 years of a solid revenue stream. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, like you mentioned, you could turn into like the next Ogus, you know, because I mean, Pirates yeah. is a solid franchise. You put in, you know, you really work hard for three months and theme that sucker, you know, put in a lot of imagineer, you know, imagineering into that, get the physical work in there, create the environment, staff it, and then just run the place. And, you know, you have a dead spot that was getting, you know, drawing zero revenue. And now it's like a gold mine. I mean, and like you mentioned, Tomorrowland Terrace, I mean, I know it brings in money for dessert parties, but instead of having it seasonal, you know, <laughs> That's prime real estate, man. Mm-hmm. How many times do you walk past that in a day at the Magic Kingdom? I cut through there probably three or four times every time I'm at the Magic Kingdom. Make it something. It's it's the cut through. Yeah, it's the total cut through. Hit the bathroom and cut through to uh, to Tomorrowland. Yeah, um, I think I sold cookies there once. Yeah. didn't they have like an incredible cookies? Oh, dude, no, they had that. Little, I remember they had like a <laughs> they had like a Minnie Mouse cookie that had like a soft center <laughs> to it, it or something. That it was like was a peanut. Oh man, that sucker was so good. I forgot about that thing. Yeah, but <laughs> let's just get we were all together. Let's get these we, things we built. They were, they were really good, right? You know, talking about these spaces, but, but let, and they it's great when they make these announcements. But like, let's see it happen. Like that's one thing that frustrates yeah. me. Like I love these announcements, and then. You wait six months, seven, eight, nine months. You haven't heard anything. Then finally you get like a blog post like, oh, guess what? We're, we're laying ground on this thing. And then it's like another year and a half later. Like I just want to like see something being built, you know, or re- reimagined. Like I love the idea of it, but it's hard for me to get excited sometimes about these ideas until I start seeing something happening too, you know? Yeah. But. You know, they do come out. They do They do all these announcements, right? And then um, – I, you, you kind of go, okay, well, yeah, how many will actually come to fruition? And I, you know, there's some that will fall off. I mean, certainly, you know, they, they in the last few years that happened with COVID and Epcot, I think they tore up Epcot and then it was, uh, uh-oh, everything came to a grounding halt. Yep. Um, and then revenue streams change and then, uh, yeah. And then they do a modified after they've torn down buildings, which was really, and, 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 you know, the, uh, Moana adventure of, water i don't know if that's the exact name but maybe great i haven't seen it yet look forward to seeing it in uh, a couple of months from there for wine and dine but um yeah i hope that that a lot of these do come true because i like you scott i like the test track one too i think the new test track was fine it was a fine upgrade but it got old right mm-hmm. um going into the room designing the car you're like okay great I've done this you know 50 times let's have something a little bit fresher um, because it's such a great attraction and kids love that attraction. Little kids love that attraction, especially, you know, going 60 miles an hour and basically a go-kart, which is really cool. 
So I'm excited about that one too. Unless you have a Jeep Wrangler with no doors, no windows, and you go down the highway at like 85. <laughs> and it's kind of... Well, I like the go-kart analogy. <laughs> I never thought of it like a go-kart. I like that. <laughs> it's not much different. It's a little higher up. But, but let me ask you guys this one other thing while I got Wade here on the phone and we're all three here to talk. I, did I not read somewhere that all the Epcot walls and everything is supposed to be done by the end of this year? Like by, by the end of 23, right? Is that not right? Did they not announce that too? I'm pretty sure that's in one of the articles. I think so. I think I saw that in a post somewhere. I don't that's know that I read an article about it, but I, I thought I did see that, yes. And I was actually pretty excited because I can't even remember the last time there wasn't a wall at Epcot. Right. You know, or you're running <laughs> running through it for Wine and Dine or Marathon Weekend. You're I would say that's going to change the marathon course, perhaps. Yeah. You know, if that's true. That's what I was thinking, too, for January. I mean, possibly. I mean, at least it would be more mm-hmm. beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I, I hate to say it, but it seems aggressive. I mean, because like you said, I cannot. It has been so long since we have not had that big mess in the middle of future, well, former future world. It, it would just be nice yeah. to have a clean theme park. I'm it's sad that that's what my expectations have come to at this point. But man, I'm looking forward to no walls. Right. I, I mean, it's uh, four years, something like that, I, I think. Four, maybe five in my wrong about that it seems like that i think it was 18 or somewhere around there where they first started bulldozing you know the buildings but um yeah it's been a while of course they did redid the front the fountain's gone they moved the um the the uh what you call those things the big statues out in front uh, of of epcot um with little pictures on them i know that's not the right name of them but um yeah there's been a lot of a lot of construction there not just tearing down you know, buildings and then having an aggressive festival center with a, with an outdoor deck and all that, which that went away and I, I get it, but, um, yeah, it's, it will be, it will be really nice just to walk into that park and, you know, such a great park and walk around without, without walls. Yeah. So until they put the walls up in front of test track, when they redo that, so, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Exactly. Those like walk them right over there to the left. <laughs> will that, um, yeah. will that Walt statue be part of this too? Like when those walls come down, like, will that be part of it? I'd have to assume you know they bring that in. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of, wasn't it at D23 like last year? Like, isn't it already built? I feel yeah, like it was, it was at the contemporary, I think last year. Mm-hmm. I thought, I think so. Yeah. It, was at, it was in Anaheim so. last year, but but yeah, I think it was there. Oh, was it? Okay. It? I, I, yeah. Okay. I, I, it, it was somewhere because people like got pictures with it. Yeah. It, it's, maybe, yeah, it, maybe it, it I, yeah. I remember seeing like a photo op with yeah, it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're probably right. It was, people have gotten their picture with it. So it's like, it's made. Yeah. That was announced like, like five concept. years ago too. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> a blur, a five year blur of walls yeah, and, and pandemics, all kinds of stuff. Right. <laughs> so it'll be nice to, to get out of that completely. That's a good point, but, though, that, uh, that Scott brought up, though. You know, it's like it's good to have stuff on the board, right? Stuff that is, yeah. you know, in progress. But it's also nice to see stuff finished. You know, like, let's let's get stuff we can actually get to and, and enjoy. Because it's, you know, it's 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 great to have blue sky stuff. But we need to, you know, Universal gets mm-hmm. stuff done. We need to also get stuff done over here in Walt Disney World. Sorry, nice. you know, the, nice. we don't need stuff, excuses. I feel like our stuff is better. Like, I'm a Disney guy, but yeah. man, it just, you got to be patient. <laughs> you just got to be patient with it. Yeah. But, but when, when it comes true. through, it's yeah, really you, great, though. Universal's quick. They they are quick. I do think Disney does things 
they build the solid foundation for the long term and, and universal, you know, they, even their, their attractions are great. They use a lot of screens and projections mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is fine. And maybe, maybe that's a little easier to, to build. I'm not saying that Disney doesn't use some of that. They certainly do. But, um, I think for the long term, you know, Disney does it differently, which is not, not that either one's right or wrong, I guess. But, uh, you know, there's, yeah, it's, I mean, you can think of the Magic Kingdom, you go, Tron, that was a long time coming. The railroad was closed for years. Again, I know a pandemic interrupted a lot of this. Now we've got Splash Mountain becoming, you know, Tiana's, um, the Bayou Adventure or whatever. You've got that happening. So there's been, there's been a lot of construction. Again, I think the pandemic didn't help any of that. We know that. But it will be nice just to have, but you have to have the blue sky stuff too. You got, yep, you yep. have to have, hey, what's next? What's it? Because that's why guys like us and, and other families want to go back mm-hmm. year after year. Yep. So you have to have it. And I, and I get that. Yeah, so gotta have, yeah. done There's always going to be some kind of construction wall or scaffolding somewhere. I feel like no matter where, <laughs> yeah, cause it's never going to not yeah. be done. It'd right? be stagnant if you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It like just seems like, like we're a city, center. right? You know, you, you, you can't go to a city where there's not construction, a hotel. You know, I, one time I was so excited going to Wilderness Lodge. We hadn't been in a while. I roll up and there's scaffolding over the entire building, you know, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Right. But it has to happen. They have to paint, they have to clean, they have to do all that maintenance. That was us at Grand Floridian this summer, right, yeah, Mike? Totally. <laughs> we had uh, that all going on. Speaking of which, not to talk about rumors, but did you see Tom Bricker Wade had a, uh, like he brought up the reflections hotel again. Like I was like, man, I That's love good. it when that thing pops up. Cause I would love to see that happen, you know, but I don't know if it will. I, I did see that actually Scott. I, and, and I think there might've been some type of permits filed again or something. I, that. I don't know if I'm exactly right on that. Yeah. But um, you know, they, they bulldoze the land. I mean, it's just sitting there as, as, as like a construction site. So I, I kind of saw it when they, when they pulled back from that and maybe someday it would, and maybe somebody wrote that you know, like Bricker or somebody else too. But it just makes too much sense. You've got the land. It's on the lake. You've already got, um, you know, Wilderness Lodge. That's expanded, uh, redone, the, the pools and all that. You've got uh, Trails End. and It's a perfect spot. It's perfect real estate. They have to use it. They have to. I agree. It could be a little while, but they have to use it. Oh, and, and the thing Walt Disney World needs is inventory and hotels, and they like the DVCs because of the financial advantage they get with the you know, how the, how the Disney vacation club is set up, right. Locked in on contracts, yep. you know, you're buying in that way and they can sell the oh, rooms yeah. for cash too. You know, it's like a double, it's like a double whammy, right? I mean, as a travel agent, I book just as many, I book guests at old Key West and, you know, Saratoga mm-hmm. Springs because those are great rooms. So there's, you just nailed all the reasons why they've already done 25% of the work, cleared the land, great spot. People want yep. it, you know, but build it. Let's, let's finish it. Let's go. Yeah, I agree. Financially makes, makes too much sense financially. You know, like you said, that they sell those rooms, they, they, you know, they've got years, the anniversary anniversary, they build new buildings, Riviera, you know, they, they, it, it makes too much sense to, to not have it pop up and come up. And, and I like it too, because it does give another option for vacation club members too. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough to get into, you know, one of my biggest frustrations with DVC is to get in especially even your home resort, if you're not at 11 months, man, it's going to be tough to get the dates you want. And so, uh, you know, and especially at, at eight months, even, uh, is it eight months, Scott, or seven? I said that. Seven. It's seven months. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> Sorry. I gave an extra month. Seven months. You know, it can be really tough to get in. you got to be right on the nose. So, you know, more inventory. The inventory can't hurt. No, I agree. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. But, yeah, anyway, that'll be, that'll be the next uh, big announcement, right? 
<laughs> we shall see. Uh, well, like I say, I mean, it's good anyway. to get stuff done and good stuff to have out there. Uh, I, I kind of selfish. To. I brought it up because you know mm. the podcast is known for talking about something, and then the announcement comes right. So hey, yeah, we're I, good. I thought we had to. <laughs> we make things. Thought we happen. had to talk about tonight. That's right. <laughs> make things happen. That's, that's what, what it is. That's what Put we it do. Out in the universe and it, it shall happen. Right. Ho- hopefully by Thursday. <laughs> so, I mean, we always make stuff happen before it comes out on the feeds. So we got you know like a ninety-six hour uh, window here, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right well hey good talking to you uh wade and uh, we appreciate you kicking it off tonight and uh go big red hey uh, hey go big go big red thanks mike i'll give it an miz i appreciate MSU. it let's all go right. get them all right we'll see you all right we'll see you later wade have a good one bye-bye see you guys have a good, have a good night all right love talking to wade he's got great points there and we have our next caller all righty who's up next who's joining us where are you calling from Hey, Mike, it's Brandon up in New Hampshire. How are you? Hey, it's good to talk to you. It's been a few weeks. Thanks for calling in. Say hey to Scott. Yeah, it has been. Hey, hey Scotty Brandon. G, how are you, buddy? Good. We were just at your favorite spot uh, last weekend, Coronado Springs. Coronado Springs, absolutely, brother. As I just wanted to call in and say you guys, you guys did an amazing job with your auction and your six-hour live event. I had to listen to it, obviously, not live because I, I work on Saturdays and stuff like that. But I've been listening to it off and on on my car rides back and forth to work. And it was fantastic listening to you guys. It was just great content. I'm, I'm glad you guys raised a lot of money. I'm looking forward to my uh, my one win I had there. What would you win? I love hearing what everybody won. <laughs> I won the uh, one-week stay at the... Uh, I can't remember the name of the hotel because honestly I'm not real like familiar Vista, with it. But it was like oh, the, the Sheraton, the Sheraton Vistana. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Correct. That, yeah that's, that's actually a it nice. It looks like a fantastic oh, place. Well, I was looking at it. It looks fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Well, congratulations and thank great. you for helping so out the families. Property looks great. Great. So I'm looking forward to doing something a little bit different. I'm not used. I've, we've never stayed at a non-Disney resort themselves, so I'm looking forward to something a little bit different. Hey, it's a win-win. You're going to get to go down and have a great, great escape there. I mean, shoot, what I would do is take it in the middle of the winter time. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, go see some tropical, some green stuff. Like, what, you know, I'd go, like, in January or something or February here in, in the Midwest. I'd escape. But, uh, yeah, get down there and enjoy it and get to the parks and have a good time. And thanks for helping the families. That's the most important thing. We so appreciate that. Oh, and abs- I, you know, to be honest with you, I did an extra donation because I thought it was going to go higher. I wanted it at the 950 mark, and I had put in for I think it was 1350 on a $1,500 value. I was, I was like that that doesn't seem fair, so I did an extra, um, nice. just regular donation in the same time. But I've also I've already got this December booked up. I've already got next May booked up, so this is going to be our 2024 December trip. Perfect. Nice. Well, thank you so much. What, for that. Is that normally your pop century one? Like I know you know. It used to be pop century in May every time. And every uh, December was Coronado. We've kind ah, of upgraded. Okay. So now this December is animal kingdom lodge. Wow. And in May, in order of my wife and I's 25th anniversary, we're doing uh, French quarter because she's from Louisiana. Ah. There you go. Very nice. nice. Yeah, we've we've kind of tried to graduate at a pop century, but the worst part is, is we want to st- stay there because of the Skyliner. Unless I'm going to stay at the Riviera, it, there's no other choice. That's a big jump <laughs> from pop from pop exactly. to the Riv. I that, mean, that's my point. That's a nice upgrade. I'm just saying that is a very nice upgrade, but it's a big upgrade. <laughs> it's a big upgrade for sure. <laughs> 
Well, we maybe, maybe they'll have a skyline or two that shared in. Uh, We've never hotel. done that. Before, <laughs> yeah, we're really curious about it. Yeah, I think that's called the links. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's on your mind, Brandon? Besides uh, us kind of oh, hijacking the convo, just wanted to kind of say we really enjoyed watch listening to you guys over your uh, auction weekend for Give Kids the World and all that. I just wanted to throw the appreciation out there for you guys and say thank you to everybody who donated. It was a fantastic event. You guys do this much better than any other podcast I've seen do this before. Kudos to you guys. I just wanted to give you props. Hey, we appreciate that so much. We're going to do it again next year. We're already talking about it and make it even better because we are kind of shooting again from the hip this first time we've done it post-COVID. It was a blessing, though, really. They gave us a great room to do this. I was so glad that Scott, Pam, Ricky could be sitting side-by-side side with me that made it technically super easy to do the six-hour thing. And, uh, you know, next time we'll probably bring in a couple of surprise guests or something like that. But we just kind of sat there and shot the breeze and talked Disney for six hours. But we'll make it even better next time. But, man, our community is the best. I mean, it was so humbling that we get to sit there and talk Disney and really make a difference truly for these families over that six hours. So, Scott, I mean, we, we talked about that. We couldn't believe it. It was it was truly an incredible day. Yeah, it was incredible. <clears throat> it was awesome. The six hours flew by for us. I got to say that, yeah, too. So that was really awesome. And I appreciate your support support as always, Brandon. That's awesome. You donated a little extra on that mm-hmm. value too. But I do have a question for you because something jumped out to me when you said you're going to stay at Animal Kingdom Lounge. And I know you're a foodie yeah. guy. Is Jico on your radar for that trip? Jico the Cooking Place is going to be our third night there. That's going to be set in stone. Come here uh, the first week of October when I can get that reservation. We're not le- we're not even booked for the first day of our trip after arriving because we want to experience the lodge itself. We are doing the nighttime safari thing. Jico is absolutely there. Uh, we're, we're, this is more of a staycation. We've only got four day park tickets and we're there for seven days this time. Cause I want to get all of animal kingdom lodge food. And that, that's such a good way. Cause you're not tempted. All the food is so good at animal kingdom lodge. Oh, it man, is. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is. This oh, is the first cool. time we've only booked four tickets on a seven day trip. And I can't tell you, I'm, I'm couldn't be more excited for it. And the nighttime safari with the night vision goggles, that looks absolutely fantastic. I've only, I've never done that, but every guest that's come back that I've worked with, that's always asked, you know, when people get back and I've worked with them at the magic for less, I'm always just, I'm nosy. My grandma always said I was nosy, right? I'm always like, oh, I'm glad you got back. But I'm always like, what'd you like best? And if they stayed, like, even if, you know, when they stay there, they're always like, Oh, that, that nighttime tour at Animal Kingdom Lodge, it was the bomb. <laughs> Every person loves that thing. So I think you're going to like it. <laughs> Everybody I, loves it. I love the chill Any time, recommendations too. recommendations right? for Jico? That's my question for you guys. God, I haven't had it for a few years because Pam took Recommendations at Jico? Oh, man, I do love the filet. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm I did a filet have the guy. Filet. Yeah. It was- and that mac and cheese side is, like, unbelievable. And... I don't know if you're a wine guy at all, Brandon. I don't think we talked about that before, but like they have an unbelievable assortment of a selection of wines. So definitely get a get a glass if you like it. Now, don't they do a pairing at Gico as well? Ooh, I I'm don't sure know. They, they, they probably I'm do. Sure it's they do. I'm almost certain they do. I don't think I've done the pairing there. Not to not that I can remember, but uh that would that would be a great option though, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because we've done it at Toledo, and they, their pairing there was fantastic. We also did it at um, Jose Andreas's place there in Disney Springs. Uh, oh, they had a great wine pairing as well. 
I want to go yeah. to that place. I've still not made it to Haleo, and that just seems like it'd be my jam. I'm telling you, if you go to Haleo, you've Man. got to get the potato croquettes. They are unbelievable. They the chef was take he came out and talked to us a little bit. They take three days to make these potato croquettes, and they still serve them on this ceramic uh, pillow, you know, like Cinderella slipper kind of deal. It doesn't do it justice. Okay. Those five croquettes, my wife and I were fighting for the fifth one. Okay, wait, time <laughs> out, time out, time out. How much do these little, I don't even know what croquettes are, but how much do these things cost if they take three days to make and they're serving you on Cinderella's pillow? These things have to be I like 50 say, bucks. I want to say, to be honest with you, Mike, for the five croquettes, <laughs> they're about probably two and a half inches long, probably an inch and a half diameter. For the five of them, I think it was 12 bucks because these are tapas, remember? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I, I don't even, okay. That's interesting. Because <laughs> it sounds that's like that's a lot uh, of work. You, you, <laughs> And that is a lot of work, but it's the way that they prepare the potatoes days That's ahead wild. of time and let the starches do their thing. And then they add wow. the other ingredients and they let them sit another 24 hours. And they explain this whole process. Huh. When you bite into it, you're going to say, you know what? This is worth the money for the, the bite. I'm giving you those a shot. You'll be ordering the next little yeah, nibbles on them too at the same time, which is the worst part. Cause I just want to wolf the thing down. You yeah. take little bites because it's like, okay, that's 12 bucks for five little croquettes. They're literally like giant tater tots is the best oh, way to put it. See, but you, you should not have said that because I can destroy a plate of tater tots. I mean, destroy, you, you I, could probably eat a, I could probably eat a hundred tater tots at a sitting. <laughs> so they, I'd be like, they'd be like, sir, just give me your credit card. We're just going to just keep just running that thing through. <laughs> that was a, that well, was a $300. Uh, buffalo chicken t- loaded tater tots <laughs> over there in Fantasyland. Tell me, you don't have to tell me anything. We, we crush <sighs> those things. I haven't had those either. I need to get back. I'm missing all the good foods. Mike has the problem of where he just has like his two or three like I do. go-tos that he has to run through every time. So he does these short Dude, weekends. I, right. Scott knows me. Yeah. I know. I have, I eat the same thing every day. I know. Gotta spread, gotta spread I, it yeah, I can't do that. I'm terrible. But I will say so when I went to Florida, Gico. We have to try all new restaurants every single time. I mean, we have our go-tos, of course. You've got Earl's Sandwich. You've got yep. uh Oh, right there. The put- the daily poutine at Disney Springs when you're there in the holiday season and they do the holiday with the the turkey, the cranberry sauce, the gravy oh. and stuff. Oh my God, God that is stop. to die for. I've see I've never I've never tried the poutine place at Disney Springs because I'm always full from having something else like around Disney Springs. We've been to like Splitsville or City Works or Deluxe Burger or Boathouse or something. I've never like just gotten a snack there. I always go there for a meal. But God, the poutine always looks good. So oh, I was going to ask you. Oh, one of the things I say about Jico before we moved on. I don't know if they still have this because this was quite. A, this was like a few years back. But they had this dessert. It looked like a bird nest. Do they? Scott, have you had that thing? I believe they still have. It. I, I think it was like their signature it. dessert, and it was good. I mean, it, but it did. It looked just like a little bird nest, but it was kind of like a sugary thing. If they have that on the menu, it was super tasty. Even though it was we wild. saw it go by the table, but for when we're at Disney Springs, I'm not a sweets guy. My wife is, but we always go to Gideon's, and her favorite thing, out of all things, the dumbest thing in the world, is she loves the Sprinkles ATM machine. No, it's a gimmick. Yeah, th- I get it. Those, uh, <laughs> she is just in love with that stupid little <laughs> mechanical arm going back and forth, and you see the camera picking up your cupcake. And to me, it's like Jesus, you're paying three times the amount for a cupcake. <laughs> Just to watch it on a camera screen on an ATM machine, <laughs> yeah. and they're not even. I, I don't, disclaimer: they're not great cupcakes. 
Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, there's there's better cake to be had at Disney Springs. Because well, you say. like the Gideon's, you like the Gideon's cake. Yeah, I like the Gideon's cake for sure. Everglaze has good cake, I think too. Well, they have good donuts. Actually, I just finished if my I'm very eat first. Sweets, it better be good. You know, I... like over at uh, Morimoto's, there they have a. Well, I don't know if they still have it. They have a green tea uh, tiramisu. It's not the sweetest thing in the world, but oh my god, is that delicious? That sounds really great, actually. <laughs> my mouth's kind of watering. Actually, right before the show, I just finished my very first Gideon's cookie that I started during the live show last week. Like I just finished the last bite of it right before wow. we went on the. I know I've been nibbling on it all week. <laughs> just finished. at about a pound a piece, you probably would eat that in what four sittings. Yeah, well, I've been, I mean, I had the one cookie and I've just been just kind of taking a little like chunk. What I figured out, because I think it's just, cho- I think the one I had was chocolate chip. Like, I, it just seemed like it was just a bunch of chocolate chips. I don't know. Like, we had a box of them that one of our great listeners brought for the table. It was amazing. Brought for everybody in the room. Thank you for bringing those. Uh, now, I have a second one. I think it's cookies and cream, which I'm going to bust into here soon. But um, the thing I noticed about the chocolate chip one from Gideon's, Really, what it boils down to when you just break pieces off, it's almost just like you're eating cookie dough. Like, I don't know if Scott, have you had the because you get the cake? Do you not get the cookies? I, I, I eat the cookies too, but the cake is where my jam is. But the, the cookie, I don't, to and me, I don't know almost, how people say they can eat those cookies over like a period of days. Like, I eat one in one sitting all the time, but <laughs> maybe well, that's I just, just eat me, it and then like, I close it up and it's in a Ziploc bag. So I zip it up and I just put it away. So I just don't go back. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. I, I just get a little, little nibble, but. To me, when you break off a piece, it's almost like you're like when you're making chocolate chip cookies at home and you just put the like little spoonful of dough on the on the, you know, baking pan or whatever that is. It almost tastes like like you're just eating the dough. It's not cold, but it it doesn't even taste like it almost tastes like cookie dough, which is the that's why they're so good. Oh, man. I have to go back for that cookies and cream one tonight for a little nibble nibble. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm a convert, but I don't have the self-discipline. I'd destroy that thing. So anyway, <laughs> now, now you got that, us buddy. going, though, Brandon, with all this good food. So you're you're set, man. You're going to have a good time. Yeah, we always enjoy it. We, we always have to pick one or two new places. We Like I said, we have our go-tos. We we are not snobs. We get the cafeteria place, whatever resort we're at. You know, when we're at Pop, we hammer down at nighttime two or three nights during that week. And, and hey, there, there's nothing wrong with the food in those cafeteria no. places or anything like that but no. you got to pick and you're gonna have the mar- you're gonna have the mara too which the i go down good. there and i get the zebra domes you can buy the zebra domes in a four pack yes you can that's that's my, 100 you can that's my midnight snack right there mm-hmm. the yeah, you're gonna have an domes, awesome time at animal kingdom lodge it's a beautiful resort i love staying there yep God, I miss looking it. forward to it it's our first time uh doing that this december so we're looking forward to it first week of december the crowds are always low just like the first week of may the crowds are always low you get on everything you want. We still buy the the Genie Plus or whatever because it's just the two of us. It it's just an, an amazing time every time we go down. So I I can't complain about any of it. You are set. I can't wait to hear about. Hey, yeah, so I mean, you got a little bit of time between there here and there, but uh, you you do anything like Jollywood Nights or uh, the Christmas party, anything like that? We're looking to do the Jollywood Nights yet. We've done the Christmas party a couple times. Every time we've done it, we've gotten rained out, and it's been horrific, to say the least. We always end up at Columbia Harbor House to get our fried seafood because it's the only place out of the rain that you can actually get a seat and sit upstairs and get away from the crowds. But, yeah, Jollywood Nights is definitely on my radar because I'm a huge Muppets nerd, and I'm so looking forward to seeing that show. I would love to go to that if I was down there. 
That that looks so cool. Just the I wish they were live Muppets, not a screen. But hey, any Muppets I can get, I'm gonna and take. Hey, you know, you gotta. We'll start there, and then eventually the live. Ones right, will come, right, right. It's a big hit. Yeah, yeah. Just the fact we're using them. All right. Well, hey, Absolutely. we appreciate right, the call. Fellas, we got a couple of folks up, jumping in, but hey, thank you again for the donation and uh, congratulations and thanks again for helping the families. We sure appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Have a great night. All right. Have a good one. Talk Thanks, to you Brandon. Soon. Bye, Brandon. All right. 407-413-9395 is the phone number. We had a lot of folks trying to get in, so come on in. Let's talk Disney. 407-413-9395. He's going to have a good time with that bonus little vacation there at, uh, at the Vistana, I think it was called. Did I tell you the story about the Gideon's cookies? So that was so nice of that listener to, um, no, go to ahead. bring them to us. Like That was such a huge surprise. So, yeah, it was. So Jocelyn kind of just... <laughs> Jocelyn kind of handed them out and then like I didn't touch mine until after the show and I opened mine up and it happened to be my favorite which is the peanut butter one uh-huh so like I you know I, I kind of like took a section off it was, ended up being like half the cookie <laughs> like that I kind of like broke off so I, I dive right into it I'm hungry you know we just did that show and then I think Tim is his name and he's like looking around he's like opening all the cookies can't find what he's looking for I'm like what are you looking for he's like well, the peanut butter one is my favorite. And, like, <laughs> and I kind of like have it stashed off to the side. I was like, dude, just, just, it's my favorite too. And I've been hiding this one over here. So you could just have it. So he was like, no, 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 you can keep it, Sky. Like, no, I insist that you have it. So glad to know there's another peanut butter peanut lover butter. out there that was trying to seek one of those out because those are so good. Those are my favorites. Well, apparently, Mindy, who sailed with us on the BR Guest Podcast cruise, is a huge fan of Gideon's Cookies and Cream, which is still intact upstairs in my kitchen. Has not been touched yet, but sorry, because <laughs> it's gonna be destroyed here this evening. <laughs> I mean, that, that's her. She favorite. could drive from Ohio to your house to get it, or she could fly to. You're Florida. not getting it because like, yeah. <laughs> I had not had a Gideon's cookie until that time on the air. It was about hour five or so of the show. It was pretty yeah. late in the show, and I've been staying away from because my philosophy is: if you never have it, if you never taste the forbidden fruit, you don't know what you're missing. Now that I know, oh man, those things are good. They're expensive. They're a lot of work to get, but now I need them. So anyway, we have our next call on the line. Thank you for being so patient. Who's joining us next? Hi, Mike. Hi, Scott. Paul from New Jersey. What's up, Paul? Thanks for being so patient. What's going on? How you guys doing? Good. What about you? Scott, I didn't, I was changing over to to mute. I didn't hear the end of that story. You you did or did not take his peanut butter cookie. I did not. So I was just, okay. <laughs> so I happened to just break off half. And then I know Tim really wanted one. And I'm a fellow peanut butter fan too. So I wasn't going to like let him hang you know, and be disappointed. So, sure, sure. and he was there the whole time watching the show. So obviously I gave Tim the other half. Scott's Absolutely. too nice. That that was one of our agents. Well, he's a fellow agent at the Magic for Less, him and his uh, wife, Audie. Yes, mm-hmm. from down in Texas. No, that's great. Um, yeah, so, first for you guys, right? Like, we, we, Congratulations on Mizzou, Mike, and sorry about Michigan State, Scott, but we, we move on, right? Now we got, what, Memphis and, and uh, Maryland, respectively, so uh, it's a, you know, another week in the books, and you can only celebrate or, or get down on yourself for one night, right? That's it. That's right. Move on. Celebrate 24 hours next week. All yep, right. absolutely. Um, and then the did, Lions get the surprising I a couple callers before, and, and you guys aren't pat yourself on the back kind of guys, but congratulations on the work done Forgive Kids the World, fantastic Saturday, fantastic Friday. Um, loved hearing it all. Um, was happy to get in and win a couple items. Um, lose a couple as well, but it's all about driving the price up, right? And somebody pays more 
Um, but I just want to congratulate you guys and, and Pam and Ricky on a fantastic job. Thank you so much for that. So, Rook, what, what did you get? I like to hear what people bid on, and maybe you have to tell us, but uh, like, what was something excited, exciting that you got out of the auction? I love to hear what people I, I, The most exciting thing I got was, I'm, uh, as an annual pass holder, I hit or miss on the magnets I can get, so I bid on all of them. I ended up getting a couple of them. <laughs> cool. Uh, the, the biggest one I wanted, and I'm saving my money for it next year now, is the guest host on the Wednesday-Friday show. <laughs> so I'm going right. to gonna have to set up in. my bank for that because um, – that was uh, that was my big target, and then it was my own fault because I was watching the old Miss game on TV, and I'm like, that's about time I should check my phone up, my bid, and I looked at my phone with horror as it was exactly six o'clock, and this game this game with um, Tulane was going down to the wire, and I'm like, man, it's not it was a good game, but not worth missing that bid. So I got to save my money for that, but did get a few magnets, made a couple donations. Those hourly matches were fantastic idea. I don't know who was the sponsor of those, but thank you to them because that kept prompting me to make a couple extra donations just on the side. But um, I'll be looking forward to getting the magnets. That's awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate that very much, Pam, and then the company sponsored those over at the Magic for Less. We appreciate that. And uh, yeah, blame uh, Lane Kiffin. We'll, we'll we'll blame him for all that. So we'll, we'll hang, we'll, we'll hang <laughs> that on him. Yeah. Even though it's pretty awesome when his kid gets on the shoulders and does the fire extinguisher. I think that's one of the most power moves when you win a game ever. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's going on? So what are you excited about with all the announcements D23 made? Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, – the, the, and I'll, I'm sorry if I, I didn't jump in until about 20 after 7, so I missed something. Somebody brought this up. One of your ideas, um, I know it's, we talked about Blue Sky and what's done already and what, what could be done faster, but the whole dino land going away. I know my wife loves dinosaur, and it, I know it's a Blue Sky idea, but my fear is like I wanted to get your guys' idea because I have one too to fit the Animal Kingdom theme, but – I'm worried about an Encanto being such new IP. Will it have staying power? Indiana Jones all the way in, already in Hollywood Studios. Can that really replace Dinosaur? What, what are you guys thinking? What do you think about that announcement, and what, what might you do with that land? See, I think Scott has better ideas at this stuff than I do. When it comes to IP going into the parks, because he's more familiar with these properties. So what do you think, Scott? I wouldn't say that necessarily. No way. Like, but I... I know what you're saying about you make a good point about Indiana Jones because it gets confusing sometimes, right? Because like I can go to the studios to see the stunt show, which by the way I think is spectacular. I still love. I know I think that's I know that's in the name, but I love that show. I, I think it's too. awesome. But I don't know if you've been to Disneyland before or not, Paul. Um, but me, I know Mike has, and he loved this too, and he agrees. Like the the Indiana Jones attraction, which is like basically the same thing at dinosaur. I mean, it's the same track and everything is so awesome it at is. Disneyland that I would love for that to come back. So here's a background. My wife has retired from dinosaur. She can't stand that attraction. She refuses to do it. Me and Emily always do it. She goes and like calls her mom. Every time we do it, it's like clockwork, how we do our planning for dinosaur, but she'll do Indiana Jones all day out at Disneyland. It's kind of funny. Um, so I would love to see that come over to, uh, to Animal Kingdom because I think it would fit the theme pretty well still too. No, I, I Scott, thanks for that perspective. I haven't been to Disneyland. Uh, my son-in-law and daughter put it in my head a few years ago, and then Mike, your enthusiasm for it being you know a little bit new to Disneyland really pushed me over the top. I have to get there, but then I guess that makes sense. If, if that works in Disneyland, it would be a nice replacement on the the ride that the track that's set up, um, and I could see that fitting. 
the, the idea I had for it, um, when you want IP that, and again, it might show my age or it might, uh, you know, be particular to, to my age group, but when you want it to fit the theme, and I get what they were saying at the D23 presentation about that whole, you know, south of the equator, South America, and that fits, especially with, you know, Indiana Jones and his adventures, but when I'm thinking animals, when I'm thinking that land, IP that stood the test of time, I'm thinking something Jungle Book. Yeah. Like, sure. if you themed it after Jungle Book, you, I don't know what rides you would put in. I, I haven't gone that far to concept it out. But like I said, the main thing I was worried about was, was Encanto as, as a newer IP and will it stand up. And I was thinking of something that might be popular to bring along that would fit the Animal Kingdom theme. You, you sold me on Indiana Jones for a redo of that ride, though. I, I think but it's – yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I like the Jungle Book idea, too, because we've seen those characters around, too, in Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I want to say they, they've kind of tried it before, or, like, they like they come and go a little bit, too. So maybe, like, they've tested that water, and maybe it wasn't a big hit. So that's maybe not why we're not seeing it. But I I know there's a lot of Jungle Book fans, you know. Like, I am one of them, too. Like, I love the Jungle Book. They redid that, like, new movie, too. So I'm surprised, like, nothing really came with that as well when that was released a few years ago. But well, what, like was that, was that movie? I, I can't remember, Scott, but was that movie – a box office hit or was that a flop? Cause I know the thing at the animal kingdom was terrible. Like people didn't like yeah. that. What was the movie? I big? think it was more like a, um, was it a straight to Disney plus? I can't remember now. No, I think it, it came out like during the pandemic. So I can't remember. Maybe if it, it did. I thought it was before the pandemic. Them. Maybe not. I could have sworn. I don't know. I'm like the wrong person. I'm sure people are like shouting. <sighs> I don't know. That's the worst part about podcasts. I know. Seriously. It was like, like oh, it was 2018. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I, my, yeah. I can't remember, but, but yeah, it, but there was a show too, like years and years ago. Right? Yeah. It was at the animal the kingdom. It was on the water screens and then they quickly replaced it. It was right around the time of rivers. Oh, of Light. Oh, oh, you're talking about like before the rivers of light show. Yeah. Or, jungle yeah. Book yeah. Show. It was in yeah. that, it was in that lagoon at, at animal kingdom by Everest. <laughs> And that was the weird. That was so bad. Thing. Like I, I totally took that, that thing out of terrible. my memory. I mean, that didn't <laughs> I remember last it was like long the little dance move or whatever. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah the, the 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 ushers like were dancing with terrible dance moves, like I would have. It was it was bad. Uh, here, so Paul, here's what I think about that, real quick. Um, oh my god, Deanna says she thinks it came out in 2016. This is this is my life though. When somebody says like 10, like 20 years ago, if someone says yeah, that happened 20 years ago, I think it was like 1980 when people say that, <laughs> like 20 years ago. And my wife's like, with, 20 years yeah. ago, it was like 2020, you know, it was like 2001, Mike. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God it was 2016. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's wrong with my life. I can't, time does not work the way it should anymore because I'm getting old. <laughs> and here I am, th- thought it was 2020. Wow. That's <laughs> like, I thought it was before the pandemic, was but I wasn't sure. It was way before the pandemic. Um, Okay, here's here's what I think though about your initial question, Paul. So with with so with Encanto and um, Paul Revere, with uh, Indiana Jones and then Jungle Book, even when you're putting IP into these lands, of course they want to put IP into the lands. But here's the thing: like think about Indiana Jones; it's at the end of its of its shelf life, right? I don't think they're going to make any new. I mean, are they? Because they'd have to reboot this the 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 franchise in some new way. It's not going to be a Harrison Ford thing anymore. Probably he's getting very old, but they could relatively easily reboot the the franchise in some new way to make it exciting. So that's kind of the opposite of Encanto. Indiana Jones has a whole backstory. It has a whole universe. Encanto opposite doesn't have much, but it's hot and it's new, but it could be forgotten. Jungle book. 
I don't think a lot of like my daughter doesn't neither one of my daughters have any kind of connection with jungle book, but again, they're not big movie people. Um, I've only seen jungle book once in my life. I couldn't tell you the, I know there's like a snake called Ka and there's blue and Mowgli. I know that, but that's all I know. So, but I'm not the normal Disney fan. So again, that's where I think IP gets tricky. And I like the idea that if they go in there, that they go in with an umbrella of like South America or, you know, tropical Americas, you know, kind of as a general idea, but then they do put an Indiana Jones ride and they do throw an Encanto themed ride or even a Coco themed ride. Right. Because that would work for Mexico, the Mexican culture. Like you, you have an overriding non IP umbrella for the entire land but then you celebrate different cultures within attractions like IP in the attractions, but scattered around to different cultures. Maybe, I don't know. That's just a thought. No, that's good. Yeah. No, I was, I was thinking as you were saying too, now, now that you talked about, uh, and you brought up Indiana Jones having a whole franchise and, and it seemed like one, obviously the first movie was the most popular, but the one with Sean Connery, so popular. Uh, I kind of want now an interactive game, uh, like, you know how you, when, you, when you do Smuggler's Run, right, the Millennium Falcon is interactive. The, the better you do, the better the, the game produces for you. I, I want an, Indi- uh, an Indiana Jones interactive game where at the end, you know, I can either have done well or the, uh, the Crusader comes out and tells me I chose poorly. You know, I, I want that as an option. I want to be able to. I was waiting for you to say, like, you chose and wisely and, and then you went poorly. Possible <laughs> outcome if I did poorly. That's you good. don't want to see the outcome if you chose poorly. Trust me. <laughs> so true. So true. Guys, I know it's getting late in the hour. I, I had a my first solo trip this past week. I just missed you guys. Um, I was down in mid, you know, central Florida. I was taking care of my son that ACL surgery, so I was helping him out with his around the house and his rehab and stuff like that. And I, I just got to fly out. Uh, I, I left him Sunday night, and I got into Sar- Saratoga and uh, had one day to myself. I had one solo day. Um, but I could call back a different time with a mini trip report if you'd like. I don't. I don't want to push much past eight o'clock. Well, hey, can you can you make it next Sunday night? We'd love that. That'd be a good way to kind of kick off the show. Absolutely, I'll call you guys next week. You, thank you guys for the time. Thank you for your help for Give Kids the World, and both of you have a fantastic week. We'd appreciate it. Ask Paul. Paul. Quick question, though. Yeah, go ahead. Paul. Did you did you listen to the draft that Pam and Ricky did with us too? Like on building the theme park, I, I, I've. Do you have a quick winner? Was there someone that you liked no, or the other? What were your thoughts on the draft? Because I was, again, like the gentleman that called a little bit ago, I haven't gotten through the show yet because that Saturday I was doing, you know, yard work and stuff for my son, So and I didn't have my headphones with me, so I didn't do, listen to the show. I'm going to listen to a repeat, but I will get right on that. Well, so in two, that's going to come out like hour by hour eventually. Like when, so if I don't have a guest for some reason, like a late minute, last minute cancellation or something on a Monday, that's where an hour get dropped. If for some reason we can't do a Sunday night show because of a holiday or something happens, we'll drop an hour there. And I think that'd be like hour four. I think it was like three okay. or four. So it's going to get out there on the feed. Cause I know it's not easy to listen to like as easy as like something hitting your feed and going into your podcast app. You know, because it, it was like one six hour long thing on YouTube or, you know, Facebook or whatever. Not easy. But eventually all, uh, okay. all, all that's going to get onto the feed like in one hour chunks. So it's manageable like we kind of did last Thursday. I'm just I'm just trying to find the slots because I don't want to put, you know, five shows out in a week. I mean, my my goodness, like my, my wife would be like, <laughs> please, Mike, that's 
cruel and unusual. Don't do that. So I, I just want to know that Mike and Pam did some cheating on it. I'm just I'm just gonna say that. That's well, no, Pam started the, it. No, you Pam, be the judge, I, though, Paul. dude. Pam started it, and I just I just I rolled with it. I I still think that was a that was Paul a false be the judge. start. He's the official judge. He is. He is. But I I know I agree. I, I think it was wrong. But I mean, now, two wrongs make a right, right? Thanks for that heads up because. <laughs> Back to when you and Mike did that pick, and Mike took half the park as one of his picks. World showcase. Land. You know, you got to watch out. <laughs> showcase as a land. You got to watch out for those those kind of infractions. So now that I'm on alert, when I do get to analyze that, and I'll, I'll call in the next Sunday show with some feedback, I'm going to watch out for that. So it's all down on a level. Hey, I, I play in the SEC, baby. Anything to win. It just <laughs> means it just means more. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Not this year, though. Apparently, we're pretty bad. You two guys good. are the best. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate you, Paul. You're the best, man. Thank you. All right, have a good one, and I uh, hope your hope your son is doing better with the ACL, man. Just gotta hang in there and uh, take it day by day with that. Thank you so much. All right, take care, buddy. Talk to you soon. See you. All right, bye. All right, hey man, that was a quick hour. Considering <laughs> we did six last weekend, I know that was quick. I know, and we, right. and we recorded on Monday too. You did. I mean, you're just constantly podcasting. It feels like that's what I love doing. Or is... breaking the rules of the university and getting on the field. That's. I mean, it's a quick hundred thousand dollars ain't coming out of my pocket. <laughs> that's, yeah, what are you gonna do? Take selfies and tap the kicker's shoulder pads as he goes by. So that's what that's what you do. All right, so let's do this again next Sunday night. How about it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So that's going to do it for tonight. We'll be back again next Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. All these same places, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You can give us a call, and we will talk Disney with you. As always, don't forget our show is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. They're standing by right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's brguestpodcast.com slash amazon and thank you so much to our patrons you will us put so many shows out do things like this call in shows couldn't do that without you and our patrons get bonus shows called mike in the midwest every week if you'd like to join us you can join us five dollars a month it's like one coffee a month come on over join us this week patreon.com slash be our guest podcast give scott a follow on the social media He'll get over the football thing here in 24 hours. He's at Epscott. The good news is Scott doesn't tweet mean stuff to the to the other fan bases. I do sometimes. So he no, doesn't. I'm, 20 years ago, I'd be a lot different now. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, whatever. It's just, it really should not impact my life. I have my health. I have my family. I have the podcaster, I, job, everything. Like, I don't let it. I know. You're anymore. a better man than me because people bait me. And I don't <laughs> as bad as I used to. I'm a lot better than I used to, but Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at BRGuest Mike. Give me a follow on both of us, Instagram, X slash Twitter threads. We'd love to talk to you this week. And uh, yeah, that's just about it. So we'll be back again with great shows this week. Monday trip report, awesome Disneyland trip report that was recorded actually live from Disneyland. Our friend was sitting, you know, those awesome tables right outside of uh, Goofy's kitchen. I that's where those, that's where yeah. we're sitting when we did the show it well i was, checked in for a minute because yo, uh, you were I, there, I couldn't yeah. hear yeah i was at Doba like having dinner or something so i like i, I forgot I, I typed a couple of comments and then i think i was distracting 
the caller because he like wanted to oh, address yeah. my comments every time. Oh so yeah, because he was he was like starstruck when you put a comment in there because we mentioned you and then you made a comment or I mentioned and you. And then it showed and, up. I mean, yeah. you put the subject as live from Grand Californian or something like that, so I had to like I had to do it. So, yeah, because yeah. he told me he was going to join me because he was going to join me from the from Disneyland in the theme park. I was like, ah, it might be a little bit too loud. I was like, uh, but if we have to, we can. He's like, I'll go over to the Grand Californian in the lobby. I was like, that will be epic. So then we connected, and I was like you look like you're outside. Where are you? And he's like, he showed, he swung around. I could see all the, I could see the uh, adventure tower, the Disneyland hotel. Yeah. I could see, um, uh, Trader Sam's. It's kind of a quiet place. Cause I think that coffee shop is kind of like right over by there too. I yep. think that might've been kind of where he was. It was yeah, a that's a nice spot. Nice oh, quiet spot. Man. I was like, that is cool. So anyway, Monday show trip report live from Disneyland about, it wasn't about the trip he was on. It was about the trip before where he stayed at the grand California with his family. So that was pretty epic. And then Wednesday, listener questions. Friday, we'll have a topical show. So we're going to have fun this week, as always. And uh, hope you're there. So for Scott, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great week. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.